You're listening to the Punisher Waterfowls, the Union 0430 podcast. Brought to you by Real Geese Decoys, the most technological advanced silhouette decoys on the market. And Vortex Canada, the force of optics. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. The Union 0430, episode 129. And look who's here. Philly, Merck, and Ryan. Like, I can't believe it that I, I almost didn't even recognize any of them. It's been so long since I've seen them. Dave's not here, but, uh, oh. Dave's not here, man. Dave's not Dave's here, not here man. man. Dave's not here, new man. New- <laughs> that played into a joke nicely. Um, it'll never get old. <laughs> it'll never get old. But everybody, it is. Um, it is the new year, and uh, we finally were able to get the three boys to come in and sit down. Uh, no guests this week, as I thought. You know, wanted it to be nice if we just sat around and shot the shit and uh, told some funny stories and had a laugh and and tried not to be as uh, as serious as we have to be when when we have a guest on. So. Um, as always, Philly's coming to us from Port Perry, Ontario. Port Perry, Ontario. America's coming to us from Enfield, Nova Scotia. And Ryan's coming from Kingston, Nova Scotia. Not Kingston, Ontario. And I'm coming from Odessa, Ontario. Um, so great to see you, fellas, man. Like it, it it's been a while since I've seen you guys. Like even Ryan, Mark, Phil. I, I see um, more often because we, we, we've we been chatting, but like Mark, you've been busy. Uh, Ryan, you've been extremely busy and, and offline. So uh, boys, happy new year. Um, I'm glad you had a wonderful Christmas. It's good to see you. Ryan, your uh, trail cam photos of that little pond with those ducks in it are still in my dreams. I'm not even the, joking. I'm still thinking about were, it. The, the picks were better than the hunt, but um, it was still a good time. Me, Mark, and our buddy Matt got to set up and shoot a few, and it was an idea I had for a long time. And uh, I picked up a trail camera with a gift card from Christmas, and I was like, man, I know what I'm doing with this. And uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was fun. I got more, I think I enjoyed that more than, uh, than the actual hunt. So. But I'm not going to lie. When you sent that picture, I'm my first initial glance. I'm like, why is he sending me pictures of a decoy spread? Like, honest to God, that's <laughs> what I was like. Why is he sending pictures of decoys? Like, I don't give a fuck about decoys. And, and then I sort of kind of paid a little bit more attention on where you were and, and stuff. And I'm like, Ooh, that's not decoys. That's no. ducks. That's Dead man's pond. Dead man's pond. And and go ahead, everybody. Try and look it up because <laughs> you won't find it because that's a name that there's only a few people that know uh, and know where it is. So good luck trying to there, find where that is. There is a backstory to why it's called that. I I, I know. Um, yeah. But again, um, it, it's one of those things where you don't mind saying the name of it because, you know, um, there's no record of it. No one's going to know unless you're from the area, right? That's that's right. Billy. For the record um, for that day, I'm going to carry on. 
for the record for that day. The birds were there. They were just 200 yards away. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, in that, in, that, in that river or brook or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That was a solid. That's a solid hunt, too. In that river. Yeah. We, we've done well in that river, too, right? Yeah. I mean, hindsight, that's probably where we should have set up. But I didn't scout it. I just had the camera set up. And my mm-hmm. dad was going to and from a couple of times and, and give me little scouting reports. But I didn't never had a chance to lay eyes on it myself. But uh, but I mean, it was good to get out with with Mark and Matt. And uh, we got to see a ton of birds. So how was, far are you where you where you're living now? How far are you away from your dad? Uh, it's only 15 minute drive. Oh, okay. Far at all. Not far. Yeah. Not far. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And of course, um, Philly just returned from a, a success. I, I would think it's a successful trip, Philly down to Missouri with, uh, oh, yeah. was it rice Lake outfitters, D- dirty rice outfitters, dirty rice outfitters. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that. JD. I, I screwed up the name of your, your outfit, but dirty rice outfitters. Um, good trip buddy oh it it was it was an experience that's for sure like even like we got down there early on like the sunday so we we had like a few hours to kill yeah so we went like touring the countryside i'm like we got nothing else to do just burn gas and Mm -hmm. it's just like flooded rice fields and pit blinds and permanent spreads everywhere really eh? like we got to see some of the other but you were very close to the missouri arkansas border too right yeah, we're like 20, 30 minutes to the east from the border. Okay. Okay. Um, but like down like where we were, um, Treasure Island, they were around the corner from where we stayed. And then a little, another down around the corner was Elk Shoot Lodge. So Elk Shoot doesn't actually offer guiding. Okay. There's a number of operations in the area that don't offer lodging. So they offer guiding. Right. Elk Shoot offers lodging and like looking at some of the pictures of their place like wow like it's just like a party shack like it looked looked mint and there's just rigs stacked upon rigs in the parking lots i you know what i've noticed and i don't know if you guys have noticed this um by watching social media and by no means am i throwing any shade on anybody but have you noticed the escalation in side-by-sides between outfit companies right now. It seems that it started where, hey, listen, we're going to ride out to the blind in a side-by-side. And now it's not so much the, uh, there's more attention put on how comfortable it is to get from the lodging out to the blind based on the side-by-side. All of a sudden, it's oh. like there's some pretty fucking crazy rigs that's dragging dudes from 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 the lodging out to the blind now. Buddy, like cru- cruising some of these back roads and stuff. Like, yeah, there's, there's like a, a side by each or two parked up on every levee. It, it like, was like there's they're scattered like everywhere. It, it's insane. Good on them. I, I love it. I'm not by no means am I saying that it's a bad thing. It's just like I'm watching it now and I see side-by-sides and and there's some pretty tricked out side-by-sides oh, that are hauling that are hauling some around. yeah a lot of them yeah. on tracks mark uh you had a trip to newfoundland i know uh i know it was during the holidays and and you didn't get out you didn't get out hunting um 
uh, or duck hunting anyways, but you managed to get out, do some shed hunting, um, do what you love the most, which is uh, destroy trees and, and make them in the firewood and, and stuff for your folks. So um, good trip for yourself back in, back in God's country. Yeah, it was good rip down. Uh, first time I drove back home in years because living in Ontario, that's not really a thing. Yeah. Uh, especially if you have vacation time, you don't want to spend two or three day, days driving down then two or three days driving back. That takes mm-hmm. up almost, almost a week of your trip. But now yeah. living here, I can drive to the ferry, take the ferry overnight and be home the next day. Yeah. So that's an option now. And, and uh, we're happy to be able to do that now. now I'm going to do it again shortly. I'm going to, uh, in that's February, what I was just going to say. That's what I was going to say. You got a trip planned in February right away to, to head back there, right? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Well, boys, I got the because this has been picking at my brain now for two weeks, waiting to get you guys on the show so I could tell this story. Because I don't think I've told, told you guys this story yet. So the second last day of the season... I'm going to say it was the 6th of January. Um, Mark, you'll know where I'm talking about. So I'm out on an island out on uh, Lake Ontario. Uh, Me, Jason, Sear, a couple buddies. We get out there nice and early, make sure we're the ones that that get the spot. Um, Out there nice and early, get set up. Um, Really, really slow day. Didn't see a ton of birds, um, but it was a good time hanging out with the boys. Um, I would say it was probably around two o'clock in the afternoon when we called it. Um, we were just happy hanging out. Um, we hadn't seen any birds for a while by that point. The water is extremely, extremely low in Lake Ontario right now. I don't know what it is with the uh, rest of the Great Lakes, but in Lake Ontario, it's extremely low to the point that Mark and you'll know this from Amherst Island to the island that I was walking that, that to the island that I was sitting on, you can walk from Amherst Island to the other island because there's a bird here, they call it bush bear, um, and you can walk across. So as we're shutting down for the day, and obviously we have the boats on the other side of the island, and we're lugging all our gear back to the boats, we could see this boat coming towards us, and somebody's obviously outside of the boat, and, and he's pulling the boat towards where we are. And I believe it was Jason Sear, and he said to me, he was like, uh, are those guys all right? And I said, uh, let's put our stuff away in the boat. I'll go back and, and chat with them and, and see if they need any help or anything like this. So we put all the stuff away in the boat. I walk back, and I'm like, hey, are you guys all right? Um, no, we lost the lower end on our motor. So they're in a, I'll say they're in a 12-foot tinner with probably a 15 horsepower motor on the back of it and, and an old motor at that. Um, I was like, did you guys need a tow back to shore or, or anything? Yeah. If you don't mind, I'm like, Jesus boys. I'm like, we would have left. You weren't waving us down. You weren't trying to get our attention or nothing. Had I not come back to ask you, you would have been stuck out on this Island. So Anyways, I'm with one buddy. He couldn't tow, but the other boat could tow. So I got them all squared away, towed back. We get back to the boat launch and we're, we're talking and, and the people that we pull in, they're sort of kind of getting themselves squared away. Um, no life jackets, no paddles. Um, 
not dressed. I shouldn't say they weren't dressed for the weather, but they like they look like state stay puff marshmallow men like they had so many layers of clothes on to try and keep themselves warm for out on out on the water and stuff like that um and as i get to shore i get a message from a friend of mine and he's asking me hey are you hunting here today um i think someone's trespassing on my property that's out on the island the whole bit so ultimately these these kids get they get cold they get cold um, somewhat, uh, maybe a little bit scared, don't know what's going on. So they, I don't want to say they broke into a, a shack, but they, they got in to try and warm up. They had like a, a Mr. Buddy heater they brought in to try and warm one another up. And then they, they made this walk across. And the whole time I'm thinking, you know, 19 years old, you think you're bulletproof. And had we had not been there on the island to pull them ashore, I don't know what would have come of them. Do you know what I mean? Like, I I have no idea if they had cell phones or or if they had a way to or means to to get a hold of someone to come out and get them. But the fact that they never re like waved their arms at us to give us a like they could clearly see we were packing up and leaving never tried to draw any attention to us, never tried to, to, you know, talk to us or anything like that. Had I not went back, I I have no idea how long they would have been left out on that island before someone would have come out. And, and I just keep thinking to, to myself and, and it's easy for me. I'm 45 years old um, to think it's a goddamn duck. Like, why are you taking these risks for a fucking bird? Um, now I say that when I was 18 years old, maybe I was doing the same thing. I, I can't, I really can't remember, but I, I bring this up because I know a lot of our listeners are in the States and, and the States are still, they still have their season on the go and there's still people that's out in the boats and they're still driving to the blinds and, and stuff like that. And I, I wanted to tell you guys the story, but I also wanted to try if by chance somebody is listening to this that still has a duck season, like don't be taking these risks for a fucking bird. You know, that that that's that was a very long winded story, but that that's the, the premise of the story I'm trying to get across. Like it it's a fucking bird. And you know what? They asked us, they said, how'd you guys do? And I'm like, oh, I think we, I think we had six birds between four of us, like n- nothing. Right. Um, how'd you guys do? And they were like, as happy as pigs and shit. Um, 11 McGansers. That's what they shot. And they were fucking happy. As- Where were they from? Yeah. Was Lance there? Yeah. Well, were they from oh. Newfoundland? That, that's what America's thinking. Yeah. But yeah, they were the sawbills. Lance Holmes. Yeah, sawbills. That's what that's what they got, and they were happy as shit that they got they got eleven sawbills, shooting lawn darts, to each their own, I guess. Well, to each their own, but so, and I that's fish, fishing season was closed. But but that's fine. So when you say that, Ryan, like to each their own, um, that's fine. And and I think of Rusty Heron. So Rusty Heron told me this story because his young fella wasn't wearing a life jacket. 
uh, he went out hunting over the water, wasn't wearing a life jacket. Right. And his and his uh, his son said, well, what's the difference of me wearing a life jacket? I'm going to I'm going to die of hypothermia if I hit the water anyways. Right. That was that was his that was his son's rebuttal. And Rusty's like, yeah, you're you're probably right, but at least we'll find your body. And me and your mother aren't here for the next six weeks waiting for the ice to thaw, waiting to find out which beach you roll up onto. At least if you're wearing a life jacket, we can find you. You know what I mean? Sort of kind of mm. thing. Um, yeah. And I just, you know, to each their own, like somebody, they're somebody's kids. And it just seems like such a crazy, crazy thing to take that risk. And and that's, meanwhile, I'm the t- I'm the, du- the guy that sold his fucking duck rig, um, just because I was scared to go out by myself. So maybe it doesn't resonate with everybody, um, but to me, it it certainly resonated with me. The water is, I mean, everybody here has run a boat for waterfowl hunting. Um, it's unforgiving whether it's October, November, December, like it can be fatal. It's not like there's hazards that you'll never face in the timber or in, you know, in a field, like it's a completely different ball game. You're completely exposed to an element that we're not as humans, we're not designed to endure. Mm-hmm. And I mean, <clears throat> I don't think I've ever worn a life jacket. Um, well, I shouldn't say never, but I've run in like a mud buddy. Like not too often I wore a life jacket, to be honest with you. No, but it was you in just, the boat. It was in the boat, but that's different, yeah. right? Like yeah. you, you can hit a sandbar and a running a long tail or something like that. And you are, you're gone. You're over. Like yeah. you, you stop uh, hard enough. You're, you're sailing over everything. So, and you're in the drink, right? So you, you never know what, and you never know what you're going to hit. Um, so it's yeah it's definitely not worth the risk it was obviously just a bunch of young kids who didn't know any better and they got lucky they got extremely Very. lucky that Very you just lucky. had the had the peace of mind to check with them so good on you and lucky for them and 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 listen i don't wear a life jacket all the time either and, and don't get me wrong i i'm not but at least i have it in the boat and it's and it's accessible. And and I agree with you. If you're ripping along and you hit a sandbar, you're going overboard. Uh, and I get it. I I totally do. I I totally understand what you're saying. Um, and having your life jacket accessible and not wearing it, it doesn't matter in that in that case. Uh, and I'm not making excuses for it. But I at least have it in the boat. Do you know what I mean? Um, except yeah. that one time that you and I went hunting, Ryan, and I didn't have it in the boat, and <laughs> I ended up paying a fine yeah. of three hundred dollars because I didn't have a life jacket for you. But that's Thanks, another story. <laughs> yeah, that's another story. Um, yeah. But again, right? Like it, it, it seems like this is a an issue, or, or not an issue, but a topic that that we've talked about a few times on this show and that is the safety. And, and Phil, I know you've done like you've done a talk on this way back first when we started the show and Mark, yeah. I know you've talked about it too. Um, that listen, I'm, it's uncomfortable. I get it. You know, you're trying to shoot, you're trying to move around and, and trust me, I get it. But at the end of the day, it's for a bird. 
There's the fucking round and find out graph. <laughs> you know what? The more what? you fuck around, that, the more you're going to find out. The more you fuck around. <laughs> hey, that dude, that video has kickstarted so many memes. And so I see, I see patches. Like some somebody's making PVC patches of fuck around, find out graph. And I'm like, the dude that made this video, I hope he's getting some royalties off all the people that's making money off him right now. Because that guy's got to be a millionaire by now. Fuck around and find it. The more you fuck around, the more you're going to find out. Mm-hmm. But Philly, like as a police officer, and, and I know you're not in a Marine unit, but but you deal with a lot of people that um, accidents and, and stuff like that, where sometimes it could be avoided. Like it's hard on everybody, especially when it's an avoidable, like something that you could have done in your own power to alleviate the fact that you got in an accident or you got hurt or, or died or, or whatever. Right. It's sheer stupidity and negligence is all it is. Well, I don't know if it's fuck around, find out. So anybody that's listening and not watching the podcast, um, head on over to YouTube and watch and uh, you will see the graph that that Mark just uh, just drew up and and an amazing graph at that Mark. Um, The more you fuck around, the more you're going to find out in case uh, in case you need some context of that. And case I don't, I don't think it's it's stupidity, Phil. I think it's just when you say no, no, negligence, no, it, it is. It is. It, it's negligence. It's just you, you're fucking. You think it, you're bullet, ignorance. buddy? When I was 19 years old, I was bulletproof. The shit that I done at 19, I couldn't even think about doing today. Yeah, well, I I agree, and, and we've all been there. Right. I'm also, I'm also and and but, hey, listen, you want to hear some stories? Down in the bottom left-hand corner of my screen uh, is Mark Vitch. And you want to hear some stories about a 19-year-old. Um, I guarantee you, he can tell you some that'll make the hair stand on the back of your fucking neck. Um, so. Yeah, well, we can't get into those on this. No, no, we can't. But but that's what I mean, Mark. That's the point that I'm trying to make at, at, at that age. You're not thinking about the consequences, right? Like it's very, you're living very much in the moment, very much in the, you know, well, this is what I want to do and this is what I'm going to do. So did you say these guys are trespassing possibly too at the same time? Yeah, they were. So a friend of mine, a friend of mine. You think maybe that's why they weren't trying to flag you guys down? Just be like less, less eyes on. Could be. That's that's the first thing I thought of. Yeah, could be, could, could very much be, but um, yeah. Yeah. There, there's there's a point in your in your adventure where you got to look at reality and fucking get out of it alive, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and and in their case, from what I've learned talking to my buddy that that they trespassed on is that they had a mud uh, they had a Mister Buddy heater um, in the boat with them, uh, and they went and it was just a little it's just a little tiny shack, right? Like it wasn't a house or, or anything. There was nothing of value in there. It was just a little tiny garden shed more or less that was on, that was on this land. Um, and they took their Mr. Buddy heater, went in, fired that thing up enough to, to get the chill out of them. Right. Um, and, and once they were, once they were warm enough, then, then they started that trek across, um, to get some help. But yeah, like, 
I don't know, man. It it just I I worry about it. I worry about it to the point that I I don't want I'd like to be able to do whatever I can to spread the word so that listen, don't take those risks. Because it it's a goddamn duck. Safety third, that's my motto. <laughs> Pretty much. Thumbs up. Yeah. Thumbs up, Billy. Thumbs up. Safety third. I love it. I love it. Um, so, anyways, and en- enough about that, but geez, what a downer. Hey? I've I've been yeah, day drinking. I've been day drinking yeah. all day, boys. Day you get drink- sentimental when you get sentimental when you drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you contemplate shit. Yeah, I get I get pretty deep. I've been day drinking ever since ever since one o'clock today so i'm in fine form fine form you're, you're actually pretty good you're not slurring you're, you're, you're acting you, yeah you're actually i think you're better when you're, when you're <laughs> yeah yeah uh, that's funny it's like um, you said day drink, day drink, i was expecting more when i got here oh really <laughs> i was expecting oh. further on in the evolutionary process of mm. yeah i thought Alcohol intake. Yeah. <laughs> higher, higher accent. Yeah, no accent at all. Yeah. Like, Dude, no joke. No joke. I was I was getting my hair cut the other day. And uh, this lady out of the blue started talking about things in Newfoundland. Uh, like this is like the lady that's cutting my hair. And I and I start laughing and I, I'm sort of chuckling and I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And she was like, why is this so funny? I said, why? Well, I, I know what you're talking about. She was like, are you from Newfoundland? And I'm like, uh, what yeah, do you she think, was, sweetheart? and, and oh, she, sorry. she was like, I would never have guessed. What? I'm like, I've lived outside of Newfoundland for 23 years. And you are the first person that's ever said that they could not tell that I was from Newfoundland. And she was like, no, couldn't tell. I had no idea you were from Newfoundland. I was like, eh, I think you're, I think you're a little bit. Special. My, my my mother's been living in Canada since 1960. She still has an accent. Yeah, of course she does, because she because she was born and raised. Well, she moved up here when she was four, 14, 14 really? or sixteen. I can't remember. Where's she from exactly? Saint Vincent. That's actually from, not far from me. Uh, be from the islands. They got a thicker accent than my hometown. So mm-hmm. yeah. What's your hometown? Holyrood, which is about 40, 45 minutes from St. Vincent's. You can drop the H in Holyrood and pick it up in Havendale if you want. Um, St. Vincent's in the Caribbean. Yeah, well, not St. Saint... Vincent's Newfoundland, but... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, just down not the Salmon Air line. Not your St. Vincent. <laughs> no, she'd be from the islands. She'd be from the islands, man. Yeah, man. I was like, that's a funny Newfie accent Phil has. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. Um, yeah, we got no, rid she... of those. Yeah, she moved up here when she was either 14 or 16. Like still, really, like my, eh? wife, my wife struggles, struggles to have a conversation with her half the time. It's even worse. Really, than she, eh? She's been into a, a little bit of the vino. Oh, yeah. I bet. Trish, Trish is, so my wife is pretty, like Trish gets into the beer, uh, into the liquor, uh, wine, liquor, whatever it is. But if she gets inebriated, I have no idea what she's saying to me. She go, she go right Newfie's on. Oh, she goes right Newfie, and I have no clue what she's saying whatsoever. None. She's, does she watch these? No, Trish doesn't okay. watch these. Perfect. She doesn't have the patience or tolerance for us <laughs> no, for, for no. us. I don't know why. I don't no. think. Yeah, no. 
Yeah, none of none of our spouses are watching these. They get enough uh, of us already. Big, big time, big time. Um, what's new for like what's what's coming up for the the off season for you guys? So I know, Mark, um, you and I are are talking about a a, a big trip that we're going to plan for next fall. Philly, Philly has declined and said he's not traveling next fall. Ryan is um ryan may possibly be out west guiding next fall so he can't be he can't that be is pl- uh, that is a strong possibility so he can't be planning any trips so you know for for the off season you know what are you guys what are you guys doing well since mark left ontario i'm taking over the wood cutting realm here mm-hmm. yeah yeah i'm maintaining deer properties Mm. I seen that. So, and you've come across a few places now that stands have already. So, aban- are those abandoned stands, Mark? Or so, I used to hunt that spot here ten years ago. We'll say okay. And uh, there was other people up there who used to hunt, and I guess they picked, pissed off the landowner at the end of the lane, and uh, he went up and we'll say he drove him out of it. Without, without verbally saying leave, he just found ways to drive them out of it because they were hunting at night in his cornfield in his backyard. <laughs> so they, they kind of pissed him off. Anyway, he went up and drove them out of it. And uh, I guess when they left, they just left pretty well everything. Like he, okay. he went up uh, this year and found an old backpack full of hunting gear that's been sitting in the bush for eight or 10 years. Wow. He asked me if it, because I had hunter before. He said, is that yours? I was like, no, it's yours, buddy. Yeah. So he took all that. But then I found a stain that was right near where my stand used to be. Mm-hmm. And they just left a stand up on the tree. It's a perfectly good tree stand. It's actually behind my house now. And uh, then there was another stand that I found making a trail. Just the trail I was making just ended up going right under this tree stand. I kind of was in the middle of clearing brush. And I look up and here's his old stand. So uh, really? Yeah. So it's grown, it's, it's grown. So you were blazing your own trail. Um, it's grown up that much from oh, when they yeah, were there. It's grown up a lot. It's grown up a lot. Yeah. Hmm. There's a, what they call up around here, they call it the chop, but it's a cutover where some logging was done. Hmm. When we were going in there 10 years ago, you could see right across it. There was only small bush. And now when you go in, it's all 10 to 15 feet high. You can't see across it. So that's how much it's grown up. We're, we're going to build a, a blind platform mark that's what we're doing i want to see you two make like that that walk up to hey we're going deer hunting this is a vacation um we're going into our uh you know propane stove sit down on the couch oh it's time to go see because zara has one of those i know he does i know he does does. that's a deer plan yeah yeah. Oh, you should have seen the blind we hunted in in Missouri. Yeah. I seen the, I seen that. Yeah. Propane, propane oven stove. They had like two, two bench seats out of an old school bus in there to sit on and it was like 12 shooting holes. <laughs> there was like what they call the crow's nest. So there's like a, like you come up through the blind through this like tunnel onto the roof. And like that's where the shot caller sits and does all the calling stuff. It was, and like room for two boats covered parking behind nice yeah geez better with 12 shooting holes 
I seen uh, I seen a video on Instagram the other day and it was a fella. So he had a pit blind, um, but he also dug uh, like a little blind for for his retriever. And it was like a, I'll say like a two by four latch with some one by one by six, like fence board over the top of it. And he just had it covered in and in, in corn and stuff like that. And the dog would go retrieve the birds drop him off to the boys at the pit and then he would go to his hole and just flick his nose and flick his door up and he'd get back down and the door would come down and he was completely hidden at, but he could see there was enough that he could see out. Um, so when birds were shot, he could see where the birds were landing and they'd send them and the door to pop up and off he'd go. And I was like, that's pretty good. That's, uh, that's almost yeah, as that, nice as that pit blind. I think it was Mojo put out this video was like like a week or two ago they had a pool table i seen that one yeah yeah so, so i'm all about comfort and don't get me wrong i i i can i i like comfort but i don't need a pool table in my in my duck blind <laughs> i i don't hey good on you you got it um and and you know what maybe there's dudes that um they could care less about shooting birds because it's all about hanging out with their buddies and, and they can shoot pool while their buddies are shooting birds. I, I don't need a pool table in my, in my duck blind. No, but I'm not, I'm know. not chastising anybody for doing it. No, the one Ryan and I are planning on doing is going to be super simple and it won't even look like a blind. So, <laughs> Oh, I have no doubt. It's going to be over-engineered. No, no, it's going to be, barely visible it's it's just above water level yeah you don't even know it's there you don't even know it's there and where are you guys going to do it like anywhere that i know oh somewhere you know yeah yeah okay okay somewhere you're very intimate and familiar with Mm. keswick ridge eh, philly (laughs) 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 yeah Hmm. Um, I'm trying to think anything else. Um, new first light stuff. Um, looks like there's a new drop coming this summer, um, which is, looks pretty exciting. That new timber pattern, um, which they're calling cash, C H uh, no C A C H E cash. Um, like the cash river or in, yeah, in, in the army sense of cash as, as a place to hide something. Yeah. So like a weapons cache, a munitions cache. Um, so somewhere where you can hide it, but do you know what? Like I'm looking at that pattern and I'm thinking, and, and I've had this discussion with Dave that I think that that new pattern would work better in Canada than the Taifa, the Taifa is that, you know, that, that well, I'm wearing it right now. Your this, vest? Yeah, my vest. But I think that 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 timber pattern, the cash pattern, um, where oh. I I think it would work better than than this here, this type of pattern. Personally, it's all, all your surroundings. Yeah, but you think about where we're hunting for the first half of the season. The first half of the season, we ain't hunting in this. You know what I mean? Like green and dark. Green and dark and and yeah. Um, 
and and I I, I know I'll be spending a buttload of money this year. <laughs> yeah, because that pattern does look sexy. I I think it I think it would work up here, and and obviously I've never spent any time hunting flooded timber in the southern states, and I know Logan Williamson and and the boys after Christmas. Um, I think it was the last week of December into the first week of January. They were down in Arkansas and they were hunting yeah. in it. Um, and it looked good in Arkansas. I just don't know um, what it would look like without knowing all the seasons in the States, right? Um, they have four just like us. Thanks, Tips. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just don't know oh. how well that <laughs> fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> don't forget to tip your waitress. I'm here all week. Um, I just, you know, uh, I, I think that timber pattern, that dark pattern would work better up here in Canada than the, I'm not saying Taifa doesn't work up here. I'm just saying that the cash. Uh, Why do you think it would work better in Canada? I just think that because of the you dark. You need to elaborate on this comment. Well, I I just think the darker the darker pattern and the fact that when we're hunting up here, uh, September October, mm-hmm. and and into November, we're still we're still fairly dark on our vegetation. We don't see a quick change in in the color of our vegetation until um until mid November, uh, and that that's my thoughts. But like looking at that that pattern right now. Uh, on the waders, which looks sexy, uh, I must say, and I do like the fact that they have that moly, that moly system on it. Um, being an army guy, uh, obviously, I love that. But um, I just think that 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 darker pattern would fit better up here. But again, that that's just my opinion. I don't know what you guys think, but that's my thoughts. I think it looks very nice. That's going to be a great dual purpose cam where i can use it for deer hunt too well so you bring that up mark and and um the things that i read i read a lot of fellas saying they can't wait for that to come out for turkey or turkey yeah good point yeah. The there was a yeah. lot of dudes that were like i don't care about the ducks but i think that would be that would be I the hits i use for- my timber pattern more for turkey than i ever did for waterfowl yeah well, what it's meant for lean against trees yeah that's right yeah properly uh i just think it i just think it to be the tits up here i i honest to god do um but again i think that would be a good turkey pattern for sure yeah well that's so when when they land right when they did announce it when they put it out on their like there was a lot of dudes that that started chiming in and they were like, listen, I don't know how this is going to work for waterfowl, but I can tell you, I can't wait to try it for Turkey because it looked like it to be the real deal for Turkey. And, and I, I, I agree. And in fairness, you're doing pretty much the same thing with Turkey as your flooded timber. Yeah. Yeah. Seen up against a tree. But I, I, so we seen the waders. I think there's some other items that is coming out. There's a couple of jackets that's coming out and, and stuff and a couple of changes to some stuff. So um, all in all, it looks like it'll be a solid, uh, a solid um, launch of a new line from, from first light, but yeah, I'm starting getting better every year. Yeah. But I'm starting to say, so this clothing world. So now like, there's so much out there. Like if 
there's so many options out. Obviously, um, big fan of, of First Light and everything, and, and that's what I use. But there's so many options out there now for people. You know, not so so one time, and 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 I'll say it like in in my opinion, Sitka Sitka ran this and 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 had a hold on the whole industry for for a bunch of years because there was nobody else that was going to compete with them with the quality and 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 the whole bit, right? And now it just seems like there's a there's a half a dozen very good. Um, clothing lines out there that that can make that could keep you comfortable while you're hunting. Now, I don't know if you guys listened to the episode that we done last week with Mr. Tom Lochner with the gloves. So what I learned talking to him is that so so you hear people say, well, um, it it isn't. A, a great product. So when you're talking about waterproof, waterproofing, right? So, so Mr. Lochner had used um, Gore for years um, in his products. He switched from Gore and and has found what he deems a better product, um, a, or just a good a product. But I I think the cost uh, makes the difference, right? The product isn't the issue. So Gore, so Gore-Tex, and then A, B, and C, whatever. If it's waterproof, it's waterproof. It's it's not the product. It's the manufacturing of the product. So he had made this point that there's nothing wrong with these other products that, that say that they're waterproof. It's the manufacturing when they take that that fabric. So let's take, for example, gore. Um, when they put the Gore-Tex material into a glove or whatever, they'll puncture it. The, the, the manufacturing isn't there. Whereas he says his product is made here. They're hand stitches, not computers. It's not, it's all this shit, right? Um, which I never really thought about because I just applied, well, I got wet, so it's a junk product. It's not a junk product. The manufacturing of the product was the junk. That's why uh, the reason Gore-Tex has such a good name because of the stipulation by the company Gore-Tex to follow a certain standard in building their products so that it will be waterproof. Uh, there are companies, there's a few companies out there that go above and beyond. And mm -hmm. uh, they'll, they'll, they're using the same product to go above and beyond Gore-Tex's standards. Right. Now, there's nothing to say that any other company can't use a different product and build to those standards. Yeah. That's what you got to look for is, is if you, and it will be less expensive because it's not core. That's right. They're, they're, it's a marketing of course. thing, right? Like, of like course. anything. If you there's, see Gore, if you see Gore-Tex stamped on anything, you're like, this is a premium product. Yeah. It's a premium product, right? Yeah. Um, Shit, I lost my train of thought there, Mark. You you had mentioned something, and and I lost it. Anyways, I'm sorry if I interrupted you there in, in your train of thought. But there's yeah, lots, like, lots of, like yeah, first light it. stuff. I see it built. It, it's it's built as well or better than most stuff made out of Gore-Tex. Yeah, oh, and in any of their waterproof stuff made by my by first light, it's built as well or, or better than anything made by 
Gore-Tex or by companies that use Gore-Tex. That's right. It's it's not Gore-Tex that makes all these products. That's right. For Sitka, that's their company. If all the other companies, is it's it's uh, North Face. It's uh, mm-hmm. you know, or by the membrane. Uh, all they're the yeah. research. Yeah, totally yeah. yeah, exactly. The they all use the stuff, but you'll notice all these companies now are developing their own membranes, except for Arcteryx, and and Arcteryx has gone the way to Dodo now. Anyway, that's right. But, no longer North America. No longer no Canadian. Longer yeah. yeah. There's a there's a reason now that the American and Canadian Armed Forces don't use Leaf. Yeah. leaf anymore. That's right. Uh, and so, yeah. So my thought, my thought process that I, that I forgot about was remember when we hunted Nova Scotia a bunch of years ago, I had a jacket by a company um, and I paid, and I'm not going to say the name of the company because I, I don't mean to throw shade onto them. Um, but the jacket didn't work for me. I was wet and, and it was a premium jacket. Um, I paid a lot of money for it and I got wet and it was soaked and, and I chalked it up as though, well, it's a junk jacket, but had I had had the insight to say it, it's probably somebody screwed up during the manufacturing of the jacket and, and punctured it. And that's why I got wet. That's why I got soaked and, and stuff like that. Um, do you know what I mean? Yeah. See, I don't agree with that point. That's, that's part of the product. The manufacturing is part of the process. You can't blame it on the manufacturing. Well, it's not the product's fault. Yeah, it is. The company hires the manufacturing. Right. It's part. That's that's like if, if you're producing something, flash to bang. Right. That is, and and it's that is your responsibility. Right. And if you're if you have shoddy manufacturing, then you have that's you have a shoddy project. project Absolutely. Right? But yeah. but when I'm having the argument, so so let's say Ryan, you and I are are chatting and we're chatting about uh product A and I said, "Well, listen, I had a Gore-Tex jacket from from this company and I was wet. It was waterlogged, it was soaked. It mm-hmm. took me 2 days to dry it out." Um yeah. I, right? Would this perhaps yeah. be a company that doesn't ship to Canada? No, 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 not at all. No, no, not Drake. It, well, listen, it was Sitka. It was a sit. It was a Sitka Pantanal jacket, and yeah. I, I, I spent premium dollar on it, and and it wasn't a good. I was wet. It waterlogged, but in if if there was a hundred Pantanal jackets, now that I'm thinking about it, I probably had the one that didn't work. It right, built on because. A Friday. Because because somebody had screwed up when they were when they were building it. it. Is it wrong for me to? I guess what I'm saying is it wrong for me to say sit the Sitka jacket is junk, or would I say somebody fucked up in the manufacturing of that jacket? So here's here's the test of the product of the company. If you have that issue and you write an email and say, "Hey, I was laying in a layup line in a, in a flooded cornfield." I was in the mud and my back got soaked while I'm laying in a layout and yep. they say, Hey, our bad. Send us the jacket. We'll ship you a new one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. In my mind that evens the playing field, right? 100%. That's service. And yep. that's, you know, cause then that plays to your point. Like maybe it's that, like Phil said, maybe it's that Friday afternoon jacket, right. Yeah. That got yep. pushed through and it, it, whatever. So that would level that playing field, in my opinion. But if it's a consistent, if that's like, hey, right. I have that jacket and, and Mark and Phil have that jacket, and we all have the same problem with that too. 
Yeah. Right. And it's advertised as water waterproof, then you know, Houston, we got a problem, right? It's like now, buying waiters that leak in the crotch right out of the box. Now, oh. so so I gotta say this though, that I am the type of person that if I'm paying and and I'm not trying to bash any company, this this applies to any company uh whatsoever. If I pay six hundred dollars for a jacket. I don't want to have to send it back on a warranty. And, 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 and I, I get it. It's human error. People are going to fuck up. Machines are going to fuck up all that shit, but I just don't want to deal with it. So if, if you, again, hindsight 2020, but it leaked on me, I don't want it. I'm going to look for something else. Merck. Kind of look at it this way. There is nothing out there made by anyone in any field that costs any amount of money that's not going to break or fail 100% you're you're right so so what do you remember the most the service yeah 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 so, so you're looking at all these high end companies like you you go buy a, a BMW mm-hmm. and think the damn thing's not going to fail cuz you paid 120 grand for it yeah well, in, fa- in fairness the, the turn signals on those fail right out of the oil changes bottom. 2 grand <laughs> Yeah. Right. No, no, you, you make a valid point, a valid point. Um, and, and maybe this is a lot of the argument. And, and again, I'm, I'm saying this now that I've, I've sort of, um, I've, I've had an awakening when, when that got brought to my attention that, Hey, listen, it's not so much the product it it's, it's Joe blow that's behind the sewing machine that maybe he punctured the membrane or, or whatever. So, th- so I guess what I'm getting at is, listen, don't, don't blanket uh, a, a fucking clothing in this uh, clothing name or, or whatever, because you had a product that failed. Yeah. But my argument to that is, and we'll all agree in this. If you, any clothing product, whether it's the hoodie on your shirt right now, or a yeah. piece of hunting kit, if you flip that tag open, and you see made in China, you're like, fuck. Right. And it's because it's where it's manufactured. Yeah. And you're like, okay, the quality and the control, the standard is lower than say mm-hmm. if it was made somewhere like in the U S or Canada. Oh, well, here, so, here's a classic example. Oh, cause I sit on my, my Filson. Oh jacket. my God. Yeah. Oh, hey, God. I wear, I wear Filson <laughs> jacket. <laughs> this, this is brought to you by Filson. Yeah, this this message has been brought to you by Filson. I paid $876,000 for this jacket. Filson without Phil. <laughs> I, that's right um i bought this jacket would have been not just past season but the season before so like 2021 right. yeah i think i wore it two or three times that duck season yeah didn't wear it at all this fall but okay. then i brought it with me to missouri and yeah. so being like a typical waiting jacket it's got your it's got your up high hand warmer pockets mm-hmm. inside the pockets it's like you know, you'll be able to see but it's like felt lined down in the corner Sweet. it's it's not sewed in Oh, yeah. Oh, so I know so, I noticed that like like three days before going on the trip, I was packing. I'm like, oh, I'm going to bring the waiting jacket. Billy and is like I put it on. I put my hands in. I'm like, this doesn't feel right. I'm like, I can scratch. Filson is a Filson is a made in America product too, right? Some no? of it. Oh, oh no. Okay. That's that's okay. slowly slowly starting to go. So by I watched and, and this is something that I think. um people need to look at 
um, when they're purchasing things now. So this is what I learned. And, and you guys probably seen the same clip that I'm talking about. But it was comparing the Asian manufacturing sector sector to the Mexican uh, manufacturing sector. And it, it came out as this. The Mexican manufacturing sector is three times more intelligent um, than the than the Asian market. Well, I was going to say TCS more intelligent says, than Justin Trudeau, but anyways. Um, the cost is is almost two thirds cheaper in Mexico than it is in Asia. They are so Asia. Ultimately, what it was 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 they were outlining how. Asia is declining and declining fast. Um, a very aging population. The, um, the education system is um, reliant on memorization as opposed to learning, whereas the Mexican um, education system is on learn. It's, it's a much more skilled workforce in Mexico as opposed to Asia was was and and that was on Joe Rogan so that's why I said maybe you guys had seen it um and I was on Joe Rogan's podcast and I thought it was it was really interesting because we we've talked about it on this show that we were wondering if there was going to be a shift from Asia to North American once covid hit when we seen those spike in prices and container ships being off the coast of California for four weeks, um, and and a and a sea container costing you now thirty thousand dollars, vice five thousand dollars. We we had we had talked about it on the show. Like, it, it, what's going to happen? There's no way that companies are going to be able to keep up with with this increase. And and watching the Joe Rogan po uh, podcast, that exactly what they're talking about is that. The Mexican workforce is more skilled than what the Asian workforce is today. You're saying invest in Mexico. Well, I'm not giving anybody in any investment advice. So you're going to get that out of your fucking heads right now before you try to sue me. But um, I'm telling you, hey, if Joe Rogan's saying it. Must be yeah. true. Hey, I'm, I'm there's I dudes. There's dudes that's getting Joe Rogan's face tattooed on her body. Oh, man. I love me some JRE all day. I was listening to the podcast today. I love Joe Rogan, but I'm not going to fucking tattoo his face on my body. No, no. I was saying I like the podcast. No. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's some deep love right there where you get Joe Rogan tattooed on your fucking body. Yeah. Mm. He is he is a pretty big deal. Um, fellas... 60 minutes. Um, I don't even know what I'm going to name this episode because I, I think Smorgasbord is probably the best. Uh, oh, we can do better than that. <laughs> the, the blind bag of tricks. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I'm going to name this episode, but yeah, that's a good one. Fuck around and find out, Mark. I like yeah. that. That was a, that was a very, very good graph that you drew in in that oh, five wait. seconds. Look <laughs> around, find That's out. Next level. I, I made an E right there first. Yeah. So I had to cross it out and make an F because I had to go back to grade school. <laughs> <laughs> back to primer. Primer.
Awesome. Uh, boys, um, good show. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you've managed to stick around this long, then obviously um, you either really like what we talk about or you have nothing going on in your life. Um, to which um, we're happy that you're still listening. So um, boys, we'll do, go quickly around the table and, and then we'll end it right there. Philly to you first, my man. Oh, geez. It feels like it's been like months since I've been here. I know. Um, but yeah, it's just great to be back as, as I'm going to miss next week's episode. Are you really? <laughs> the streak is over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Buddy, I'm like, I'm like poke, poke room, man. Just here one second. Poker room. Poke room. Um, but yeah, it's just great to be back guys. And just, uh, looking forward to what this year is going to bring mm-hmm. and being at the sportsman show. Yeah, there you Can't go. Um, to our American friends, please go on to Google and Google the poker from the polka dot door. If you want to see how fucked up our childhood was. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Um, that's just one of many things. Yeah. Go, go, go Google, uh, poker from the polka dot door. Um, you think you guys had some fuck? You think Bernie was fucked up? You haven't seen nothing until yeah. you've seen oh, the Pokeroo. Oh, Mark? <laughs> Good to see your ugly mugs again, boys. It has been months. Yeah. It has been a couple months for me, for sure. Probably November, right? Yeah. I uh, Maybe October, buddy. Maybe uh, October. Yeah, maybe October. Going on. Uh, yeah. Everything's going better now. Yeah. We'll say that. Yeah, and it was then. <laughs> so uh, no, I'm hoping to to make this back into a regular thing again because uh, I miss sitting here and shooting the shit with you guys. And uh, yeah, let's keep having it going. A, having a larf, Ryan. Yeah, like I'm gonna push what Mark's preaching. Like my resolution is to be on here a lot more this year, um, and my life is starting to settle down here too. And establish more of a routine rather than a reactive state so um yeah it's good once a week to just like shoot the shit and yeah buddy kind of like talk about everything that we we are still passionate about and are as we get older and burn the candle both ends but um yeah it's it's i'm looking forward to it and we'll uh see what 2023 brings us Absolutely. I, I do have to add because I haven't told you guys, but we have had um, quite a bit of feedback um, from a lot of people from all over North America and and the feedback of, of stuff that we talk about and the guests that we have on. Um, people like it. Um, so we're not changing. So for anybody that thinks we should change, um, it's probably not going to happen because there's enough people that's telling us to keep doing what we're doing. Um, keep on keeping on, keep on keeping on. All right. All right. All, all right, right. All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this was episode 129 of the union 0430. We are exactly as advertised. We will never pretend to be experts. We are just a group of friends that just love one another's company shooting the shit and talking about duck hunting and everything else under the sun big love until next uh until next episode like and subscribe